You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This podcast is being brought to you by my inspiring new book titled Courage is a Muscle, Using Heart to Power Your Entrepreneurial Dreams. You can grab your copy today on Amazon. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out another hot episode of SOB, Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra, and today we have another wonderful guest that's joining us today, and we're going to be talking about how to best create a digital presence, specifically within Wikipedia and just you know, making sure that we maximize our brand visibility. We're talking about, we're talking with rather Wikipedia expert Rihanna Ruff, who is also one of the co-founders of Lumino Digital. So excited to have her on the show. She's going to be giving us some great tips and resources and definitely looking forward to this conversation. So you guys make sure that you tune in, get your pen and pad and, and listen up. Some good stuff coming. All right. So, hey, what's up, Rihanna? Thanks so much for being a guest today. Give us a, a quick shout out intro and we'll get rolling from there. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and, and talk about Wikipedia. It is one of those things that people really don't understand very well. So I always love when I have an opportunity to talk to a whole new audience about what's going on with it, um, whether you should be touching Wikipedia, if you do, how you should be doing it. Um, that's my bread and butter. That's where I spend every day is helping different types of businesses approach that in the right way. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited to answer all your questions and, and help out any way I can with any of those you know, burning questions you might have. Wonderful. Perfect. And thank you so much um, for that introduction. And yeah, we I'm sure we're going to have uh, some good good questions and just a good discussion. I wish I, I guess maybe next time you're on, I'll probably take a poll or get some specific questions, but we'll do the best we can for now. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's get started with just kind of delving into your entrepreneurial background. Like, how did you uh, get started? You know, what what uh, made you want to kind of get into like the digital marketing aspect of things? Well, I have had kind of a long road to where I'm at right now. So um, as you can tell from my accent, I'm, first of all, not originally from the U.S., um, although I, I do currently live in, in Northeast Ohio. Um, so I started off my career back in the UK. I worked in law for a while, and then I worked in human resources. And then when I moved over to the US and I was getting married, um, I started working with a friend who was setting up his own digital consultancy. And he was kind of establishing a Wikipedia practice, which was really unusual at the time. It was really like different. And so the two of us helped kind of develop over the, the following years um, an approach for companies and individuals if they needed to sort out their Wikipedia. They needed to create a page or if they need, had a page already and they wanted to edit it, we were figuring out like what the rules are, how best to approach that. And then about a year ago, um, some of my colleagues and I decided we would set out ourselves and establish our own company, kind of, you know, take charge of our own destinies a little bit. Um, and we really wanted to focus on bringing together all these strands that essentially make up your digital legacy. So everything to do with kind of online reputation in all these spaces that people maybe kind of have neglected for a while. 
Um, so that's that's kind of how I've come around to it, which is um, it's been quite the journey. I've been working with clients um, on Wikipedia projects for about 11 years now, uh, which seems like a just seems like a crazy long period of time to have been doing it. So I've yeah. seen quite a few changes during that period of time, as you can imagine. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember um, just when you just mentioned the time frame that you've been, you know, specifically working with Wikipedia, like when it, I remember when it first kind of launched and people were able to go in and easily edit. And, you know, it seems yeah. like it was a little less, I don't know if complicated is the word, but now I guess there's more, um, you know, the, the rules have changed, right? You know, the uh, terms right, exactly. have changed and it, you know, you have to be uh, eligible to be able to, you know, get an article. And um, I know like a lot of people say, okay, hey, you know, you need Wikipedia because you can, you know, it, it'll help reputation, brand visibility, you know, credibility, all of that stuff. And then you have other people who are, you know, not as, as keen to create a Wikipedia page because they do not want uh, some aspects of their their lives, you know, shared within Wikipedia, especially since it's something that different people can edit, right? Um, yeah. So can you just kind of give us like, give us like a little rundown of how that works? Because I, we'll get into like more specific questions on Wikipedia, but like, you know, you have some people who are saying, hey, go ahead and get one, or you need to try to get one and, you know, spend this much on it or don't spend that much on it. And other people are like, oh, you really don't need it. It's not important. Yeah, it is a really tough one, I'll be honest, because I think you hit on some of the really important points. Like one of the things is uh, really the digital space has changed so much in terms of how we use it, what we expect from it, and also how it's impacted kind of the broader world of PR, reputation, all that kind of thing. So when you're thinking about what information you want people to find about you, that's where Wikipedia can really come in as like a crucial piece if that's currently, you know, missing for you or maybe underutilized or maybe it's just kind of gone off the rails one way or another. Yeah. So I would say there's probably a lot of brands and individuals for whom they do not need Wikipedia. Maybe you're doing really well having carved out a niche in, you know, Instagram, for instance, or maybe you've gotten like a super great following over on TikTok. And so people really know your brand there, whether that's as an individual or as a company. And, and so you, you've built out that audience and you're doing sales and you're having a great time and everything's good. But if you're a larger organization or someone who is more high profile, you start to get media coverage, then other people more broadly are going to become aware of you. And then this is where it's really important, I think, to get ahead of things when it comes to, to stuff like Wikipedia, because what you're doing is you're setting the stage up nicely yeah. for the future. So if you don't currently have a Wikipedia article, but you've gotten good media coverage, um, the type that Wikipedia editors are looking for. I can talk a little bit about that. It goes really, really in depth, but I, I can give a, a few more notes about that in a little bit. But basically, once you build up that media coverage and you you become eligible for a page, I think it's really important to um, to work with someone to set up a, a good quality draft and work through the the proper process on Wikipedia to establish that, because otherwise you're just leaving that door open for someone else to come along and create that page. Mm. They may not highlight the right information. They might have bias against you and include stuff that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily want to, that may only be like a very small portion of what you're about. So, 
you know, there's there's a lot that you kind of have to bear in mind. Like if you're saying, oh, Wikipedia is not important, you know, no one looks at Wikipedia. I think yeah. it's a little short-sighted. There are a lot of big companies out there who have Wikipedia pages that they've just allowed to kind of, you know, go wild. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. anyone <laughs> right. is editing them and then suddenly it becomes an issue once there's a big problem and it's on the page, but it's too late already. Like already everything is such a mess. You have not been keeping track of what's been going on. You've got like outdated financials from like 10 years ago at this point. Um, all kinds of nonsense can be happening. So oh, wow. keeping track of those things, keeping on top of it in some way is actually really necessary increasingly because it's it's this first stop, if you will, these days. Wikipedia, you search for anything and it's going to be in the top search results. So it becomes like this digital first impression of your brand, of who you are. And if that is outdated or if that is inaccurate or if that is biased, then that's a really big problem. That's so that's really important. But I would say, you know, like I said, it's not for everyone. I think it is really important to note that trying to make Wikipedia work if you're not yet eligible is yeah. more harmful than not. So be really careful. Be really cautious. Like if you feel like you haven't yet generated a lot of mainstream media coverage, you're probably not there. But if you have, then it's worth looking at it. It's worth approaching someone like my firm. What we do is we start out looking at, do you have that right type of media coverage? Do you meet the criteria that Wikipedia editors are looking for? Because what you don't want to do is kind of embark on a big project to create a page and then find out actually you're not eligible. And then that's a lot of resources and time that you've put into it that are not going to go anywhere. And then it creates like this sort of issue of, well, now you've submitted a draft and you've been declined. The next oh, wow. time it's going to be that much harder because editors are already going to say, well, you tried once and you weren't ready. So there's a lot you have to be careful of. Exactly. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that because I I think next let's let's try to jump into the eligibility because you do, you yeah. do see people who are submitting the profiles on their own behalf. Right. There's, I've, I've seen yeah. people actually submit and be declined and then resubmit another draft and then hire somebody or, you know, collaborate with somebody to write it and submit and, and get another decline. But like how how important is it for for you to just kind of make sure that you have all of the uh, criteria lined up before submitting to, to, you know, to increase the chances of, of being approved? And then also, let's you know, after that, let's get into the. Um, the downfall of, you know, not doing what we need to do to manage the Wikipedia page once it's created and just kind of leaving it up to to run wild. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things I kind of want to shout out first, which is first off, um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about how you have to approach Wikipedia in the first place. So a lot of people start out on this journey of trying to create their own profile and they are unsure about whether or not they can do it themselves. And so what I would say is, yes, you can, but you have to be transparent about it. So there's like two levels of rules on Wikipedia. The first one is the site's terms of use. And that says if you have some kind of conflict of interest, so if you're trying to do something for yourself or for your company or your brand and you have that connection, you have to disclose that. You have to be completely transparent about that. You can't kind of say like, 
oh, I might know this person or like I'm familiar with this brand. You have to say I work for or this is my company or I am submitting this because I am this person when you are putting forward that draft. Otherwise, you fall afoul of those terms of use. You can not only does your draft get declined or whatever you're trying to do on Wikipedia, um, and then you can also end up getting blocked from the site, which is no no bueno. Nobody wants that. So the other part to it is like Wikipedia is basically a community run encyclopedia project. That's definitely the best way to think about it. Like it's not really like a platform where we're submitting things and there's a staff and they're reviewing. You've got these volunteer editors who formed a community and they are developing guidelines and enforcing them all themselves. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing on Wikipedia, you're trying to appeal to these volunteers who are just spending their own time doing this. They have their own set of rules for conflict of interest and they go even further than the terms of use. Oh, wow. so they say not only do you have to disclose who you are or who it is that you're working for, but you also have to stay away from directly making changes on Wikipedia. So it's kind of hard to explain without showing, but I'll I'll take a shot at it. Basically, what they're saying is like, if you want to create a new page for yourself, you can't just go ahead and write that page and then click submit on Wikipedia and have it pop up live as part of the encyclopedia you need to put it through a review process on the site. There is a process on there called Articles for Creation. So you'd have to submit your draft through that process, say clearly like, you know, what your conflict is in this situation, and that's why you've submitted it for editors to review. And then they will review it and decide whether or not it meets the criteria for the site. Are there any issues that need to be fixed before it can go live? Because, you know, you might have a a bias in creating something that's about yourself or your brand. Um, It's quite natural. They do understand that that's a thing. Um, And then ultimately, it's that Wikipedia community. It'll be one of those editors who takes that draft live. So that's how that works for creating new articles. When it comes to editing a page that's already live, what you need to do instead is submit requests to the Wikipedia community. So every single page that exists on Wikipedia has a discussion forum, essentially, that's attached to it called a talk page. And you can use those to offer up your changes that you need to be made. Again, you have to say who you are, who you're you know, making a request on behalf of, and then put it very clearly what it is that you're wanting to have changed and why. And kind of, you know, giving any sources and things that you need to. So that's the kind of the first thing. So you you can do that. You yourself can go and do that. You don't need to hire someone who's going to pretend not to be related to you in any way and go and submit these things. In fact, I I actually recommend against doing that because Wikipedia's editors will find out. (laughs) It might take them a while, but they'll find out because there are always patterns in these types of editors. And so they'll discover it. And then again, all your hard work is undone. Again, wow. not not what you want. It's That's really rough. I hate hearing when that happens. Um, so you, you, you can do this yourself, but you may need help in doing it. This is what my firm does essentially is like we guide people through this process of how to do these, these things. Um, yeah. So now that's to good. kind of like bring myself back around to your question again. Sorry, that was like a really long tangent. We needed to hear that though. (laughs) No, that's perfect. Yeah, 
I hope it kind of gives a little bit of context to, you know, what, what all is going on in this situation. So, yeah, it, it is um, something where you do need to be super careful before you are putting forward that draft on articles for creation. You need to make sure that you are most likely eligible at the very least. Ideally, you'd want to be like really certain about it. Um, but, you know, sometimes there's a bit of a gray area, um, so that's that's okay. But there's different types of guidelines that apply to different sorts of folks, different types of um, organizations. Mostly for, like, regular individuals and companies, the main thing that Wikipedia editors are looking for is in-depth media coverage. Mm, okay. So what they want to see is that you have been reported on in the media that there are at least like three or so pieces about you or about your your brand um, that really go into lots of detail, that talk about background, that talk about key milestones, that talk about, you know, if you have a brand and you have a product, maybe go into some details about your product and, you know, what it does and all that kind of thing. So that's what they want to see. And they want to see that from like really well-known quality sources. It doesn't have to be a New York Times. It can be a regional publication. It can be a more like niche or industry publication, as long as it's one that is well known for having good fact checking. Right. So okay. if it's like a nice high quality source, anything that's like a press release, an industry blog, um, blogs in general, contributor pieces, a lot of folks think, oh, I have a Forbes piece. But they don't right. mean a Forbes piece. They mean a Forbes contributor network piece. And unfortunately, Wikipedia has stopped accepting those oh, wow. um, because that contributor network is essentially just seen as being pay to play at this point. Yeah. So yeah. what what Wikipedia editors are looking for is they want to see coverage that is independent of you. They want to see coverage that is showing that people outside of your brand, your organization are interested in you. Yeah. Um is there that kind of broader interest? The other thing they want to see is, is there some kind of hook here? Is there some kind of point of interest, something that makes you, your brand unique, different? Are you the first at something? Are you the smallest company to have done something? Are you the biggest company in this space? Um, did you create first of these things to go to market or the most successful? Something like that, that really shows like, why your particular brand is noteworthy and why people would know you. So that that really helps as well. So those are the two things that I tell people that they definitely need to have before they proceed with Wikipedia. Not just media mentions, but actual in-depth coverage that talks about them and pieces that specifically focus on them. And then also some kind of hook, whether it's an award, whether it's a unique aspect to them, that they can point to to say, this is why people know me. People know me for this, because um, that that will help to persuade Wikipedia editors. Um, because if you don't have those things and then you get declined, each time you try to move forward, even if as you get more coverage, it can still make it tough for editors to be willing to go ahead and create that page. To be able to create, oh, wow. Yeah, which, which brings me to you talking about that, you know, being a a downfall or, you know, just not going the way that you would intend it. 
Um, let's talk about some horror stories because I know like <laughs> there's a, <laughs> brands that, uh, you know, have pages. And like you mentioned before, they don't pay attention to them and things happen and it kind of backfires. So I want to talk about, um, you know, how this can happen. And then also like when you if you have a Wikipedia page and you decide like, you know, oh, I don't want it any longer. Or maybe the information is just like, you know, you feel like it's not relevant. Can you have it deleted or how, how does that work as well if you want to touch on that? Oh, that's an amazing question. I love that. Um, so yeah, this is this is where we do the most work as, as a company, Lumino. So we did help a lot of businesses, especially like B two B businesses, um, with Wikipedia because oftentimes what happens is, you know, they have maybe old school kind of thoughts about Wikipedia, like. Uh, no one cares about Wikipedia. Everyone knows that what's yeah. in there isn't really accurate. Um, it's not that important. And we need to focus on other things. Maybe they're focusing on their media. Maybe they're focusing on their website or just, you know, their product or what have you. And then it'll come to a point where someone, it's usually someone on the C-suite or someone on their board of directors will notice that there's like a glaring inaccuracy on the page. And immediately like, you know, the lights start flashing, the right. sirens are blaring, and it's like, oh, we got to fix this right away. And then when they start to look at the page, they realize they haven't really been looking at the page is the problem. Right. And over time, a lot of issues have crept in. So maybe the page only reflects all of their negative media coverage, or maybe it hasn't been updated in like five years. And so everything on there is like, you know, before they did a big acquisition and grew or um, before they did a big pivot or um, someone we've been working with recently, their name is completely different. They haven't been called that in half a decade at this oh, point. Wow. Um, so when people are looking for them, they're finding this page and they're like, well, is this even them? Right. And it's kind of confusing because then, you know, it's just not clear anymore. So th these are, just all the things that can happen and it it is it does cause confusion because what what a lot of um these companies don't realize or kind of realize too slow is that there are people who are relying on wikipedia your your clients maybe are relying on it they're, they're looking into it first you know maybe a company that you're looking to work for investors Increasingly, oh, wow. yeah. that's something that we hear about a lot is people wanting to go up for funding rounds and then discovering that their investors are a little gun shy because they're seeing some like strange information on Wikipedia or like, you know, whatever that might be. Um, and then journalists. Uh, and this is a really big problem. Like sometimes a journalist going and looking for like a quick fact about the company and assuming that the basic details about the company are correct on Wikipedia and they'll just grab it. And then it starts to be become re-reported in other oh, wow. places because that one journalist got it in there. So this, all these types of things can really go wrong. So one thing that I'm always really pushing is, even if you don't intend to do anything with Wikipedia, be watching it. Like digital monitoring is so important these days. Like it's no longer optional for us to just kind of let things go. And you can't just be watching what's happening on social. You've kind of got to watch your whole digital space and see what's going on. So keep an eye on Wikipedia, check out what's changing on there or what's not, um, and be thinking about these things and look at what else is going out 
into digital space or in media or where that could potentially affect Wikipedia as well and be thinking about that um, because that can really, you know, sometimes it goes from zero to 100 real quick um, and and being able to have at least like know what's going on with your page can really help in that situation. Wow. And then and then you're asking about like, what if your page is terrible and you want to get it? Deleted? Yeah, exactly. Just an yeah. awesome question. Um, so I, I've heard this a few times and it really depends on whether your page was eligible in the first place. Oh, wow. So yeah. if your page was created quite a long time ago and the sources are not that great and maybe in hindsight, looking at your media coverage, it's a bit shaky and you would rather not have this Wikipedia page, there's a possibility that if you raised it with editors, they might delete it. But for the most part, the rule on Wikipedia is once a Wikipedia article is created, if, if editors have said, yes, this subject definitely meets our criteria, it definitely is eligible for a Wikipedia page, it will never be deleted. Oh, wow. And this is a really tough pill to swallow because then you're dealing with this is a terrible page and it is going nowhere. And so you have to think really carefully about, you know, do you want to put some resources into trying to approach it and keep updating it? Or do you just want to kind of consider this to be a lost cause? I mean, I I would hesitate to ever suggest that, but um, I think that, you know, it is something that companies do have to think about. If they have that page there, you've got to be thinking about how to maintain it, how to keep it up to date. That is, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I would, I mean, it sounds like you might want to just start updating it (laughs) with more relevant stuff to kind of turn it around. Um, Yeah. I mean, is it such thing as too many updates or is that, is that not a thing as I guess, as long as it's approved or how does that work? Oh, I love your questions. Um, So Kind of back to that idea of like this being a volunteer community, we have to be careful as well of not monopolizing volunteers' time. There's actually very few super active, super knowledgeable Wikipedia volunteers compared to all the millions of Wikipedia articles. So um, when you're making requests of them, we have to be respectful of their time right? We have to kind of think about how we can make this request really simple and easy for them to do and something that they're willing to do um, and also make sure that we're not kind of coming back around again and again. So this is a really good point. Um, and I think that a lot of times folks think, oh, okay, well, I'll just go back whenever I've got to change. Yeah. What you should really do is maybe batch it out. So think about if you've got a lot of things that have happened at the start of a year, maybe somewhere in like that first quarter, towards the end of that first quarter, you might want to go in and put together, you know, a series of, you know, one or two requests with a few different changes in each that need to be made um, that would, you know, address some of those issues of like things that have gotten outdated. Maybe you've got new annual reports with your financials, all that kind of things. Um, But then you'd probably want to wait at least a few months I say sometimes like it's good to kind of think about it in terms of going back no more than about twice a year because unless you're a giant company, unless you're like Tesla, like you're unlikely to have stuff that's happening every week or every few weeks that's important enough to to need to be updated on Wikipedia. Probably twice a year is pretty good. 
um, unless you've got some major happenings, if you have an IPO that pops up, um, something like that. So generally speaking, just trying to keep it to like, you know, once or twice a year going in with a couple of requests and keeping those requests as straightforward as possible and focusing on those major updates that you need. Major updates. Yeah, that's, that's perfect, Rihanna. And I, I want to, um, you know, discuss a little bit about the types of clients that uh, Lumino Digital works with, your company works with, so we can kind of get a better understanding of like, you know, is there like a certain cri- criteria that you guys look to see, okay, hey, are you are you ready? Do you have enough media? You know, and then you just kind of um, send them through a submission process or give us a rundown of the types of uh, clients you have and um, the specific services that you offer. Yeah, so we work with quite a few folks who are more in that B2B space. So lots of tech companies, things like that. Um, that's, you know, but that's not exclusively it. I also have worked with lots of um, PR agencies as well, advertising agencies to help them with their own digital presence. Um, and then um, high net worth individuals, uh, charitable foundations. The main thing that you need for the Wikipedia side of things is that you have to have generated enough media coverage that you meet Wikipedia's eligibility criteria. So if you're at that point where you are eligible for a page, then we're able to help you. Um, Like I say, we have like a quick project that we usually do for folks who are not sure. Well, we'll do a research project. We'll see what their media looks like. We'll tell them what what can and can't be done at that stage. So a lot of times we do tell people, okay, I think that you need to go away and continue to work on your media coverage. But if you have that media there or if you already have a Wikipedia page or maybe Wikipedia pages, um, then you're a perfect client for us because we can dive right in there and help you out. Um, We also like to help folks who have some resources within their own team to be able to take on this role of going to the Wikipedia Wikipedia community themselves because really what we're doing is training them up to do that. Yeah. We'll help with the research and making sure that um, the material that's put together meets Wikipedia's standards and guidelines. Um, but the most that we are bringing to the table is around showing them how they can go appropriately to that Wikipedia community, disclose their conflict of interest, make those requests, find help where they need to resolve conflicts that come up because, you know, not not everyone's going to love you no matter what brand you are. Yeah. And so, you know, you can sometimes encounter critics even on Wikipedia. You might need to kind of work carefully through that. There's a lot of psychology that goes into it. It's kind of wild. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, that, that's basically it. Like we, when it comes to, to our Wikipedia practice, we're, we're fairly open in terms of the types of, of companies that we're working with. So, um, we've worked from, we're currently working with a, a coffee chain, um, but we've also worked with, um, like I say, tech companies, um, AI-based ones. We've worked with some blockchain companies this year. So um, the diverse, crypto yeah. companies, yeah, a whole bunch of different folks. Uh, it's been really, really interesting to help them out in different ways. Um, but yeah, that's it's sort of um, the main thing that, the rest of our company works in is more in that overall digital reputation space. So helping out with strategy for approaching social media content and how to organize that, especially big companies where that can get really messy and you end up with like 
departments creating their own social profiles and then you know should these folks have one that they run separately so we help to kind of untangle that and figure out the strategy for that help them decide on what content to move forward with and we also do a lot of digital monitoring so monitoring all the social things monitoring what is being published digitally um, monitoring wikipedia as part of that and then sites like glassdoor Um, a lot of companies are really concerned about their digital presence because you know the where we're at right now with hiring is that it's really hard for companies to attract and retain talent. So they're all kind of competing in making sure that they are showing like that they're a good place to work, that they are good people. So so that's the big thing that that we can kind of help them with too, is that employee engagement piece from the digital standpoint. Like they want to put forward some kind of employee engagement program, but also like looking at as a whole, like are things like their glass door giving them real issues um, that that they're going to hold them back from that process. Wow, yeah, and that like that makes a huge difference. Um, I've seen glass door work, you know, on the good Oof. side of things and bad. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you you just expressed it for me. Uh, oh wow! All right, so um, I want to before we get ready to wrap up uh, Rihanna this is this has been wonderful we we got to get you back in to go a little bit more into uh, brand visibility and reputation and building authority and all that other wonderful stuff that you guys are doing over there at Luminal um, but what words of encouragement uh, would you have for anybody you know entrepreneur whatever you know just a couple of words to kind of get people up and going and, and, and moving forward with whatever they envision for themselves you will find your people. I think that that's the most important thing that I've learned in this last year. When we kind of set out on our own, it was incredibly scary. We were very nervous. Um, You know, you're putting not just kind of your livelihood in this, but um, we have families, you know, you're, you're stepping out into that space and it can be really, you know, you can feel like you're on an island, but you're not the only entrepreneur out there and there are others. And that's awesome because you can all help each other. So you will find your people who are going to be great at sharing with you and that you can share back with them when it comes to knowledge, when it comes to resources, even just support. Um, There are so many wonderful people out there who are also building businesses and who are more than willing to be that shoulder to cry on or to be that voice that's there saying, you can do this. I believe in you. So... Go for it and and find your folks. Go for it and find your folks. That is so encouraging. I mean that that's that is uh, just wonderful to hear because a lot of people are in places and they feel that they don't have the right network or the resources. Um, so that that's just reassurance that you guys step forward. You will find your people. And um, Rana, before we get ready to wrap, please let us know where we can find you online. If there's anyone who wants to reach out to see. Uh, if they qualify for uh, the page, anybody that's interest, interested in learning more, uh, your website, social handles, and anything else you want to leave. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is luminodigital.com, and we are all most active on LinkedIn. So talking of finding your people, LinkedIn is an awesome space for networking and, and finding all kinds of supportive folks. Um, and we are super active on there. So you can find me, uh, Rhiannon Ruff on LinkedIn and also Lumino Digital on LinkedIn. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Rhiannon, for being a wonderful guest. We appreciate it and definitely look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Definitely. You take care. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.